You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again at OptionAlpha.com, working every single day to make this the most popular investing podcast offered in iTunes and online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you make smarter trades. So again, thanks so much for tuning in today. Got a really cool episode for you today talking about how you could potentially make money if you think or if you time the market right for a crash and kind of like what's the best way to go about it by using long puts. Uh, something we don't talk about often, but is something that has been requested. And now that we have started doing a lot of backtesting, which is kind of like the little teaser for all the backtesting stuff that's going to be coming out in the coming weeks and months here at Option Alpha, we're going to start things off with how to profit from a stock market crash. Now, before we get into that, I just have a little funny little story about an email that I literally got probably like 10 minutes ago before I started recording this podcast. And Sometimes I feel like I should publish these emails online someplace, maybe like in a, you know, like I can't believe they said that forum or something like that inside of our website, but I'm not, I don't, I get emails like this actually a lot during the week, maybe four or five emails that are this ridiculous every single week. And I think it's just funny. So maybe it's funny, but I got an email from a guy. I won't tell you who it is. And he said, Kirk, Hey, love your free stuff. I'm considering joining the pro membership. I just wanted to know if it's realistic to make $700 per month. I'm only starting with about $3,000 in cash or equity in my account. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. And so I always get this. And if you're probably listening to this, you're probably thinking, you know, the math in your head, in case you haven't done it, is $700 per month, starting with $3,000 of equity and capital is 280% annualized. That's a ridiculous return. Now, look, that doesn't mean you can't do that. You could do that with lottery tickets, or you could do that gambling or something. You probably aren't going to do a trading options, right? So like, it always amazes me that there's still people out there that, you know, don't have a realistic approach on what you can do with options, right? I think 20%, 30% a year is in the ballpark of where you could be for sure. Like, I think that that's an appropriate level of risk, an appropriate level of, you know, number of wins and number of trades and all this other stuff. I think that's a very, very realistic expectation. And we've got video tutorials on how we calculate that and how we get to that number and how, you know, like we do the math right in front of you, of like how you can do that. 280%, I mean, come on, it's completely unrealistic, right? And I just thought it was worth sharing again because, we gotta have a really realistic expectation of, of what we can do in this market, right? Like and how we can trade options. So it's funny because I get these all the time and, and I always try to reply back as nice as I can, but I, I think I did reply back and say, like, so what you're saying is 280% return is is pretty realistic for you and, and you've seen people do that and uh, just that you know never really like heard from somebody, but I don't want somebody like that in our program anyway. All right, so a couple little housekeeping items. One, I want to let you guys know that if you're a free member, we just released the Pro and Elite Forum or launched it just this past week, and it's been very, very successful. We've had over 1,200 different comments and threads in about a week and a half, which is insane. Actually blows my mind with how much people are jumping in here, but this is a forum just for people who are really serious about doing this, right? We didn't open this up specifically to any free people, and we probably will never do that because I want it to be a tight-knit, kind of smaller community of people who are really, you know, ingrained into trading. And so if you're considering making the jump between free and then up to pro or elite, this might be something that's very, very interesting to you because we've got a lot of very smart people out there 
who are sharing some of what they're doing. I know a bunch of members have already started sharing trades between each other. They're getting trades critiqued from other members where they're adding screenshots of their trades and saying, hey, where am I missing things? You know, is this the type of trade I should be looking at? I mean, you don't get this anyplace else. And, you know, my whole goal has always been uh, for the last couple of months to start developing this. And we hired a developer to, you know, code out our own custom forum. It's not a crazy Facebook group. Those are so cliche now. This is something that's right inside of our platform that uses our own coding and technology to integrate and connect with you guys and, you know, basically get you connected with other people from all over the world. So very, very cool stuff. Very excited about it. It's been going really, really well, which I was kind of scared to be honest with you about launching a forum, but it's been well received. The other thing is we just went back and redid completely our ultimate strategy guide. Now, this is really kind of the best thing that we wrote in the last two and a half years other than our new signals report. And I felt like even though it was 40 pages and people really liked it, it really wasn't something originally that I intended to be so short. I actually wanted it to be a little bit longer. So I took the last two weeks, I went back, completely revamped it, rewrote almost the entire thing, expanded it out to 90 pages. I mean, this is no stone unturned, step-by-step, logic-by-logic thought process on how we select different option strategies. So why we you know use implied volatility, where are edges, the math behind that. I mean, like, I literally went step by step with graphs and charts and pictures, everything I could possibly think of to get you from absolutely not knowing anything about options up to completely understanding what they are, where our edge is, how we make money, and how you can choose the best strategy. And so like I said, it's expanded now from 40 pages to 90 pages, 100% totally, absolutely free. You're never going to pay for this thing. There's nobody out there who gives away so much information for free in this book like this in such a professional manner. I know it and I'm so confident in it that I can say that because I know there's nobody out there who does it like we do. So if you haven't gotten a copy of it or if you've gotten it before, you need to re-download it again. It's at optionalpha.com slash ebook. If you're already a member, you can just log into the members area, go to the guides and checklist section in option education and you can download it there. Again, we've already updated all the links across the website again, but optionalpha.com slash ebook, you can get that 100% free. And please let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Now, as we get into today's show, I want to tell you a little bit about how we're doing some of this backtesting. So if you were part of the Signals launch or have heard us talk about on previous shows or even uh, maybe in strategy calls that we do with elite members, we've been saying for months and months and months that we are already starting to do a lot of options backtesting. And what that means is that we basically have to pony up a lot of money to buy data and to hire developers and coders and things like this to actually run all of this backtesting. You know, the signals report and when we did the technical analysis backtesting, that was a lot of work because there was a lot of different, you know, stocks and indicators and things like that. But it's nothing like the scale of options because testing stock buying and selling signals is very one dimensional. I mean, you buy, you know, at price A and you sell at price B, right? Like that's easy. But then when you throw in these extra components of volatility and time decay and and monthly expirations and deltas and all of this other thing, it becomes this cubic mathematical like just fuzzball really of of just data points that you can look at. And so it's been a little bit of a challenge to kind of get everything straight. And now that we've had straight for a couple of months, we started really kind of cranking out a lot of work and testing out, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different variations of strategies, all of which we'll be releasing later on at the end of this year in a massive, massive report. And we'll be talking about this in chunks and, and kind of series along the way as we kind of work up to that. So this is kind of the first step in that direction is kind of talking about option buying strategies. Why option buying strategies? I just thought it was a cool topic. 
there's no particular reason or rhyme behind it, but I've often gotten a lot of questions on like, if I think the stock market's going to crash in the next six months, how do I play that? If I think the market's going to crash in the next you know, 90 days, how do I play that? And so we did the research and kind of found out like, if you're going to buy puts, how do you do it? How far out do you go? What months do you go? What deltas do you do? And how do you kind of manage that entire process? So the 15 different strategies that we looked at here today were basically set up over the course of two years. So what we did is we went back just to 2007 and 2008. Now, why did we do that? Because we're just assuming for the sake of this argument and this kind of mini case study here that you got the timing pretty right. So if we just tested 2008, we would have assumed that you got the timing almost dead on. Well, we know that that never really happens, right? Like you never can guess exactly when the market's going to crash. Or if you do, you're just very lucky in your pick. But we're assuming in 2007, 2008, you kind of heard a lot of the news coming out and maybe that things were bad and subprime was bad and real estate was bad and all this other stuff, whatever. And you saw the writing on the wall, you just didn't time it exactly right. So maybe you started positioning yourself for a stock market crash in early 2007, and it really didn't kind of you know materialize until later 2007, 2008. So we went into this study saying, okay, look, if your assumption is that the market's going to crash and you want to profit, you may have to hold through buying some long put options during a couple months, maybe six months, nine months, maybe even a year if you started buying all, th- all the way through 2007 before you actually start to realize any money on that. And if you did do that, meaning basically start this strategy early before the market crashed and had to hold through some sort of you know period of you know instability in the market before it turned over, what's the best strategy, right? Like what is the best strategy to actually execute? So we went back and tested it. We basically tested this on SPY, QQQ, DIA, and IWM. So all of the major market ETFs, and then we just averaged out the numbers that I'm going to tell you here. We basically grouped everything into three different contract months, okay? So that's the first part of this backtest, is that we grouped everything into three different contract months, and we grouped everything by buying put options one month out, so 30 days out, two months out, which is 60 days out, or three months out, which is 90 days out. Now, in some cases, it wasn't exactly 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, but it was around there. So it could have been 28 days, could have been uh, 62 days, 93 days, but it was about an average of 30, 60, or 90 days out. So it's basically telling us first, we want to group all of our research by how far out should you go? If you think the market's going to crash, do you buy monthly put options? Do you buy quarterly options? I mean, how? Do, what do you do to position yourself? From there, then we started messing with all the different variations of out-of-the-money options. So we bought options at the 10 delta, which is very far out of the money. So very cheap options, but far out of the money. The 20 delta, the 30, the 40, and the 50 for each of these different months. So that's how we come up with our 15 different back-tested option strategies. So again, we bought the 10 delta options 30 days out. We also tested and bought the 10 delta options 60 days out to see if those perform better than the 10 delta options 90 days out and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so that's the entire process that we did. And of course, we just held everything to expiration. We didn't implement any money management, any risk management. At least in this study, we do. When we release our our future report later on this year, we have tons and tons and tons of different variations of uh, you get out here, you adjust here, use a stop loss here. In this case, for this like simple analogy here, and that's actually not that simple. It's a lot of data that we actually crunched to get this. We didn't do any money management or stop losses. We just did holding till expiration. So here are kind of the results. And there's no glaring thing that I can see right off the bat, but I'm just going to go down through and kind of tell you some of the findings that we found. And we'll post these numbers on the show notes page. You can get it at optionalpha.com slash show 49. 
That's uh, just the number 49, optionalpha.com slash show 49. So the first takeaway for me is that the front month options, meaning the 30-day options, really, really performed bad the further out you bought. And so what I mean by that is that the 10 delta and the 20 delta options one month out were actually not that great of performers, okay? So the longer you bought options out in the front month, you didn't perform that well. If you bought options around the 30 or 40 delta for the front month, so every 30 days, you bought options that were just slightly out of the money, you performed a little bit better. Now, maybe that's because those options held a little bit more value as we got closer to expiration, or maybe it was just because they swung into a profitable zone. But that's the first kind of major takeaway that I took from this is that if you're going to buy monthly options and and if you're going to hedge a market crash or try to profit from a market crash, doing it with monthly options every 30 days, maybe you go out to around the 40 or 30 delta or so. The 20 delta end up working out okay. The 10 delta really was bad. So I think maybe the 20 delta was a little bit of an anomaly there as far as like just cyclical lining up of the months and kind of catching a couple months really, really well. I don't think it was uh, probably a reliable strategy long-term. At least that's not kind of like the trend of where it was going. When you actually got out to the third month, so we're actually gonna skip over the 60-day options, which are two months out, and go to the three-month options. What you found with the three-month options was completely reverse. And so I thought this was actually really interesting is that when you bought options 90 days out and you went really far out to the 10 delta options, you actually made on average or through this two-year period about 211%. So that was actually really, really profitable. The second most profitable strategy was going 90 days out and buying the 10 delta options and then holding those all the way through expiration. So you didn't have as many trades. That's a good thing. You didn't have to do as many times. It's probably going to be a little bit more expensive to go three months out and to buy those further out-of-the-money options than to buy the monthly 10 delta options, but they definitely paid off almost two times as much making you over the course of two years, 211%. Now that's holding through most of 2007 where the strategy was actually really, really not profitable at all during 2007. It then became a little bit more profitable in 2008 and kind of overshadowed everything when the market actually crashed. So you didn't make a lot of money if the market didn't crash, but then when you got you know, your assumption right, the market did crash, you ended up making a little bit more money, actually the second highest total return value at 211%. Now, what we're going to get to now is the two-month options, which are 60 days out. And this is generally where we play in the option selling space. But in this case, the option buying space, this ended up being the best possible opportunity was about two months out or about 60 days out. Now, what we found in this case is really interesting. And that's first that the options that are furthest out of the money, two months out, so the 10 delta options didn't make that much money at all. In fact, they were one of the worst performing strategies at 167% over the two-year period. So buying options 60 days out and buying the 10 delta options, although it worked 90 days out, did not work as well 60 days out. On the other side of the spectrum, buying options close to where the stock is trading. So that would be your 50 delta, your 40 delta, your 30 delta options. Those are options that are just slightly out of the money or at the money two months out also didn't work out that well as well. And I think the reason for this is that you are paying a little bit too much money for a little bit of extrinsic value, some of that time and volatility value, and you just weren't getting enough movement in the actual stock and you're paying a little bit too much and you weren't getting enough movement in the stock market to actually make it worth it. 
Now, in this case, they all made money at the end of the day, but they didn't, it wasn't the optimal strategy. It wasn't the best strategy by far. So the best strategy that actually ended up being buying options 60 days out at a 20 delta. So I'll say that again. It's buying options 60 days out at a 20 delta and holding them till expiration. That strategy definitely beat everything else and made 225% over the two-year period, which is very, very impressive considering that, again, the strategy really didn't make a lot of money in 2007, made up all of that money and then some in 2008, which I think is very telling, again, that you know you just had to hold through your assumption there and hope that you actually you know made some money in 2008 to kind of cover the losses in 2007. But this is interesting because it's a blend of kind of the best of both worlds. We talked about earlier that with the 30-day options or the one-month options, you were better buying a little bit closer in, so buying options that were a little bit closer to at the money. With the three-month options, so 90 days out, you were better buying options a little bit further out, so at the 10 delta and the 20 delta. Now you can see that the sweet spot ends up being somewhere in between for both. So about 60 days out and about a 20, 25 delta ends up being really, really profitable as far as an option buying strategy. So hopefully this has been a little bit of an eye-opener for you and just into a little bit of the insight into what we're doing here at Option Alpha and kind of using you know our funds and some of the capital that we have now through membership to reinvest it into all of this research and, and data and technology to help you guys make smarter decisions. So now, if you do think that the market's gonna crash, and maybe you do, maybe you're part of that camp that thinks the market's gonna go down, maybe in the next six months or nine months, the best strategy for doing it back-tested wise is to buy the 60-day options at the 20 or 25 delta. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. All right, so in today's closing bell segment, I want to go through a new trade that we're going to make in GDX. I think, actually, I went through a trade in GDX, maybe one of the other previous uh, episodes, but it's a new trade that we're also going to add here today. And the reason that we're going to add this is because, actually, GDX has been up considerably since the market announced that the uh, jobless numbers this morning, and this is Friday that we're actually doing this, that the jobless numbers in the market were actually really bad. So what we ended up seeing is that you know most people thought that the Fed was going to raise rates at the June session. Now with the jobs report back and and everyone kind of seeing where the jobs you know market really is, which isn't really that great at all, now everyone's starting to think, okay, maybe the Fed doesn't raise rates in June. So gold actually ended up jumping about 11% today. GDX has been up 11%. We've already got a position in GDX, but we had said previously that we wanted to add to that. So we entered a block of three strangles in GDX a couple days ago. Now we're going to enter another block of three strangles. And this is why we do it, because sometimes the market moves like this, where it's up 11%. And now we have the ability to enter these different sets or groupings of trades and kind of spread our trade out over time. You can think of it as dollar cost averaging, whatever you want to do, but we're just spreading our entry point out over time. So instead of entering nine contracts a couple days ago, we're going to enter three a couple days ago, three today, and maybe three in a week or so, and kind of spread this entry out over time. Now, this works out really well because GDX has implied volatility around the 56th rank right now, which is which is fairly high. It's actually probably one of the highest securities out there right now. I mean, overall market volatility is pretty low, but we're going to go ahead and enter this, this strangle trade because we've got the capital to do it. And we're going to, again, sell each leg at about the 15% chance of being in the money. So that gives us 
a combined win rate on this particular strangle of about 70%. Now, our original trade that we entered about a week ago was to sell the 27 call and the 18 put. In this case, what we're gonna do is we're gonna sell the 29 call because now GDX has moved higher, so we're gonna adjust our strike prices a little bit higher. So we're gonna sell the 29 call and the 21 put. Okay, so last week we did the 27 call and the 18 put. Now we're gonna do the 29 call and the 21 put, and we're gonna take in a credit of $67 per strangle that we're gonna sell. We're gonna sell three of them. So we're gonna take in a pretty nice credit here. Now GDX right now is trading right around 2531 or so. So towards the upper end of the day, and kind of probably close towards that upper end of, of the spectrum. So even our position last week that we entered in GDX before this 11% move is still not in the money yet. We had sold the 27 calls and GDX is trading around 25. So right now our position last week still looks good, by adding this additional position, now selling the 29 calls, that definitely helps move our break-even point out just a little bit further on the top side, giving gold and GDX a little bit more room to run if it does. And obviously, if volatility drops or if the stock underperforms expectations, which we know historically it's going to do, then this is going to give us a good opportunity to close this thing out with a profit. So in this case, we entered the trade for $67 for each of the strangles that we got into. We got into three of those. That means that we're basically into now six combined strangles in GDX with the expectation that we'll be getting into another set of three maybe in the next week or so and kind of watch where GDX moves before we get into the next position. And this is just a good way to build and kind of ladder into a nice big position in the market. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, so I truly hope that today's show was great for you. You got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. And I hope you liked a little segment and kind of a little glimpse and teaser into some of the options backtesting that we're doing. We are not just backtesting option buying strategies. Believe me, we have started to backtest the living daylights out of option selling strategies. I just thought it was cool to maybe do an option buying strategy if you think the markets are going to crash, given the fact of you know, what we saw today here with the Fed numbers, depending on when you're listening to this, it was whenever we ended up recording it with the Fed comments and numbers and thoughts about the market. So if you do think the market's going to crash, hopefully this is a great little podcast. Please share with your friends and family, send over to your financial advisor or some of your trading buddies and help spread the word about what we're trying to do here on Option Alpha. Now, again, if you like today's show, please head on over to iTunes, give us a rating or a review. It's honestly the best way to get the show into the hands of those who need it most, and I would be extremely grateful. And finally, you can get today's freebie that we talked about, which is our ultimate strategy guide, completely revamped start to finish, going from 40 pages up to 90 pages in the expanded edition, 100% free by going to optionalpha.com ebook. That's optionalpha.com ebook. Until next time, happy trading.